Good evening, and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program, sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. mighty God who can fix static on radio stations. So if you're still listening, thank you for hanging with us through the the static. And we're going to go right to our scripture reading in John chapter 8. And we're going to look this evening in John chapter 8, Jesus, the great I am. There are four great I am statements. And we covered the first one last week, that Jesus is the eternal light. And now we're going to go into the next three, that he's our heavenly life, he's the obedient lamb, and he's the sovereign Lord. So the four I am statements in John chapter 8, alliterating with L, that he's the light, he's the life, he's the lamb, he is Lord. Before Abraham was, he said, I am. So we're glad to have Pastor Carmine with us tonight. Thank you for being with us, Pastor Carmine. If you could start us off in John chapter 8, verse 20, and we're going to read all the way down to the end of the chapter, down to verse 59. John 8, 20. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me, and the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. 
If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. You, this did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. Then said they unto him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he that sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honored my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not mine own glory, there is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead, whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Then took they up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Father God in heaven, we thank you for this time to dive into your word. We ask, Lord, that you would open up uh, this passage to us, allow your spirit to minister to us and those listening. Dear God, may you challenge us by your word, encourage our hearts. God, and may this program even touch a soul, a heart, that does not know your Son. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Amen. Jesus is the great I Am. And these declarations that we're looking at, and the Greek is beautiful, it's ego, I, me. This connects Jesus Christ with the very Lord God of heaven and earth, Jehovah, mm -hmm. the one who spoke to Moses from the burning bush. And it speaks of Jesus being immutable, that is unchanging, eternal, from the, from the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega, self-existent and all-sufficient. So, as I said 
earlier, last week we looked at Jesus, the light of the world. Mm -hmm. And tonight we're going to look at the following three great I am statements in John chapter 8, that he's the heavenly life, the obedient lamb, the sovereign Lord. And Micah, the the context of this chapter is Mm -hmm. so amazing. Just the the conversation is very unique in all of gospel <laughs> literature isn't it yeah as jesus delivers this message i mean he's surrounded by these they are cunning they are cruel vipers they, yeah. they are after him mm-hmm. and jesus still does does he back down even a bit no no he uses the very strongest possible words to express his deity that he is god so mm-hmm. so give us a little background of the context of this passage and 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 it kind of shows you how the world just loves to fight with god doesn't it mm-hmm. So let's uh, t- tell us about how they're just arguing with Jesus, lambasting him, questioning yeah. him, accusing him throughout yeah. this passage. Yeah, well, Pastor, last week we discussed how this conversation between Jesus and the Pharisees had already been escalating. First, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then let me quickly summarize basically that long passage that we just read as the dialogue heats up from there, eventually reaching a boiling point. So I'm going to paraphrase here a little bit. So first, Jesus says to the Pharisees, one day I'll be going back to heaven where I came from, but you won't be coming with me. Instead, you'll die in your sin. So they asked him, "Uh, who do you think you are? And then Jesus said, well, follow me and find out. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. But the Pharisees took great insult and they said, we are children of Abraham, not slaves that need saving. And that's when Jesus calmly said, oh, but you are slaves. You're slaves to sin. Abraham may be your physical father, but look how you're treating me. Your true spiritual father is the devil. And at that point, the Pharisees were livid and they accused Jesus of having a devil himself and being born illegitimately. Finally, they mockingly asked him, are you saying that you're greater than our father Abraham? And that's when Jesus boldly says, yes. And before Abraham was, I am. Once again, identifying himself with the eternal name of God. And at that point, they're furious. They try to stone him, but are unsuccessful. That's not, your voice there reminded me of the Bible Project a little bit. You know, oh. those, those, and, and I say that as a compliment. Okay, all right. Because okay, I thought go. that was a really awesome survey and summary of John, of John chapter 8 because the temperature is truly hot here yeah. mm-hmm. and you said it reaches a boiling point at the end where they they're ready to kill him yeah. right here mm-hmm. and and so because they they realize they either have to worship him yeah or they have to accuse him of blasphemy, blasphemy yeah. and they mm-hmm. don't they do not want to agree that he is who he says he is. But it's amazing the accusations they accuse him of here, right? I mean, Wild, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they accuse him of being demon-possessed, which they've long accused him of. Mm-hmm. They accuse him of being born of fornication. Mm-hmm. That's like on the streets of Brooklyn saying your mother, yeah. right? That uh-huh. your mother was sleeping around with some man and, and got, yeah. got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then they accuse him of being suicidal. They're mm-hmm. like, what are you talking about? We're trying to kill you. We're not going to We're not going to kill you. You want to kill yourself? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the accusations are are incredible mm-hmm. throughout this passage of scripture, but Jesus doesn't back down one bit. So, so Pastor Carmine, as we get into Jesus being our heavenly life, especially in verses 20 to 27 here, um, talk to us about what Jesus means when, when he says, I am from above and you are of this world. And he says, I am not of this world. What is he really talking about here? And what is he indicating about himself and those who opposed him? Yeah, well, Jesus does make a reference of this in his discourse with Nicodemus. 
mm-hmm. uh, in John 3, and mm-hmm. in verse 13, it says, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, mm-hmm. even yeah. the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So in his tone, uh, it seems he's indicating that, that where he's from is in complete contrast uh, to where they are from. Mm-hmm. They are from the earth, uh, and they are earthly. Uh, they are influenced by their, their vile, corrupt, corrupt passions and by their flesh. But Jesus is from above, mm-hmm. uh, where he dwelt with his Father in holiness and in righteousness. So, and I believe this speaks to Christ's wisdom. Uh, in John 6, Jesus said that his words are spirit and they are life. Uh, there's a difference between the wisdom that is from above and the wisdom that is from the earth. And I think of James 3, uh, in verse 15, it says, This, win- this wisdom descended not from above, but is mm-hmm. earthly, sensual, devilish. Mm-hmm. For, they were, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. They couldn't relate to Christ. I mean, Christ is, is so a complete contrast <laughs> to what they stood for, what they thought of, mm. how they even led mm. their lives. Yeah. It's an amazing, again, he, he, he says to them, you are from beneath, I am from above. Now, he was physically, if you will, he, he, was, he existed in heaven mm-hmm. from eternity past, so he was from above, from heaven, but I believe it's also talking about his center. He was centered, his life, his heart. His motives, his purpose was all centered for a hev- in, in, a, in a heavenly sense. And they were centered beneath mm. because their father, he even says later on, is the devil. Mm-hmm. So they were earthly, but yet their center was literally hell itself mm. because they were children of hell. They would die in their sins. Yeah, you know, at this point, for anyone who was sincerely wanting to know who Jesus was, there was ample evidence that he was, in fact, from above. You know, the Bible says they established, you know, it, things by two or three witnesses. And I, I, there were so many witnesses to who Jesus was. First, there was the testimony of John the Baptist, who called Jesus the Lamb of God, who came to take away the sin of the world. Then there was the testimony, testimony of the Father. You know, his voice was heard when Jesus was baptized. He said, this is my beloved son. Then the testimony of the Holy Spirit who descended like a dove. Then there was the visible testimony of Jesus's countless miracles, the healings, the exorcisms, the defying the laws of of physics, actually. And these miracles were sometimes witnessed by thousands of people. And then there was the testimony of Jesus's own words. So John 638, which we read a few weeks ago, for I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will Mm. of him that sent me. So while Jesus didn't require that his followers fully understand it all, at the very least, he expected people to recognize that he was sent from God. So only those who were spiritually blind or worse, as Pastor Carmine was saying, they were so prideful that they were unwilling to accept the evidence. You know, they couldn't see that Jesus was from above because they were spiritually, Pastor, as you said, from down below. Yeah. And and again, let me just underline this because it's really amazing where he says in this verse, we're talking from John chapter eight, verse 23. Ye are from beneath, and then he says, ye are of this world. So that's two things. Their center was hell itself, and they were being moved and motivated and led by, by the devil, hmm. who was their father. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were earthly. 
and and Jesus Christ was centered. He was from heaven, and he was centered in heaven for the glory of God. And as we were reading the scripture, that came out to me as well, even in verse 51 and 52, where Jesus said, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Jesus was talking of of spiritual things, uh-huh. of heavenly things, yeah. but they didn't see it. Right. And so they said, they said, now we know that you have a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste death. So they were just seeing the physical things. Mm-hmm. He wasn't speaking about the physical there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, but that, that's, that was their blindness. Mm. And people whose father is Satan see only and live only really for this life and the material things that they can see. Dear friends, give us a call tonight. I think the static is gone. <laughs> and the clearness is God coming answered through. our prayers. Yeah. yeah. So give us a call at 929-333-3739. Maybe your life is not properly centered on Jesus Christ, the great I am. We need to focus our lives on him because he's the center of of the universe. Hmm. He's even before all the material things. You know, the people of this world whose father is the devil live for this world. Yeah. And that, that's all that they can see, what they mm-hmm. can see, what they can taste, what they can touch right now, mm-hmm. and the power and the pleasure and the popularity of this whole system of things. But live for Jesus Christ, who is eternal. And if we could pray with you tonight, maybe you've got off track, maybe you need recalibration, give us a call at 929 333 Three seven three nine. So let's continue to talk about Jesus, our heavenly life. Micah, in verses 24 through 26, mm-hmm. what does Jesus warn about, especially now? Let's go to verse 24. What does he warn about there in verse 24? Sure. Well, let me read the second half of verse 24 again. It says, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. And the phrase, it's you know, it's pretty simple, but it's a really key thing that Jesus says here. And we see God's name again, I am here, ego eimi, inserted into Jesus' proclamation. And his warning is almost a mini gospel. Jesus says, if you don't believe in me, the I am that I am, you will die in your sin and be separated from God forever. And it's almost another way of phrasing his I am statement from John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And Pastor, in my city youth class this morning, I played a short video um, put out by the Pope a few years ago, which showed four different people, a Buddhist, a Jew, a Muslim, and a Catholic. And they're all holding up these little Mm -hmm. icons of their faith saying, I follow Buddha and I believe in love, or I follow Allah and I believe in love. And they come together and they even present these little icons to each other in the spirit of unity. And, you know, this is just one example of the many ways that the Pope is pushing ecumenicalism, you know, with or without Jesus Christ. So in a very real sense, the Pope himself is saying that there's really no difference yeah. between a Catholic and yeah. a Buddhist mm-hmm. and a, what a Hindu mm-hmm. and, a, says, Mus- and, and a Muslim and a Muslim. Yeah, and that's what I was also saying this morning that yeah. there's really only two religions in the world: the religion yeah. that says do 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 this work right. your way, work for your own justification, mm-hmm. which is very much Roman Catholic doctrine, yeah. or trust the finished work of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, and you know if if Jesus was watching this video that I played, you know, I remember the first time I saw it. Six years ago, and I was just sick to my stomach. Yeah. I know what Jesus would say. He would say, "Nope, sincere religion is not enough. 
you must believe in me. And what this passage is showing is that these are these are the the, the religious leaders of their land. Yeah. And Jesus said says to them, "You shall die in in your sins." That's the last thing that these religious people want to admit right. <laughs> and yeah. give into. Right. But but that that is the reality. So, dear friends, and I don't want to be oversimplistic, but in Romans chapter, oh, I'll just stick with the Bible. You can't be wrong if you stick with the Bible, right? In Romans mm-hmm. chapter 10, verse 9, it says two, two essential things in order to be saved. It says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. In other words, believe that he's the great I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in salvation must be grounded on the true person of Jesus Christ. Correct? Correct. And someone must believe that he is God. A person cannot be saved if they do not believe Jesus is God. You mean if I'm sincere and I believe that Allah is God, I can't be saved? That's is that right. What you're yeah, you, you have to believe that Jesus Christ is God. Because mm. it says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord, Amen. Jesus. And then he says, and then believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Thou shalt. And we're going to talk about that next. Really, that he is the one who died and rose again. Mm. So to be saved, you must believe in the true work yeah. of Jesus Christ. That is foundational yeah. to one's salvation. But, but then you can be sure of having your sins forgiven. Because three times in this passage, Jesus tells them, you shall die in your sins. Mm. Three times, you shall die in your sins. Mm-hmm. That is a horrible thought. Mm-hmm. And we don't want anyone to die in their sins. So, dear friends, if you need Jesus Christ, and if you're not sure you're saved, we don't want you to die in your sins. Call us right now at 333-3739. you want to go to our call? Yeah. Let's, let's... take uh, Brother Ashuk, and uh, thank you for calling tonight, Brother Ashuk, and you're on with us on the Heritage of Faith Conversations. Hi, Pastor Matt. Hi, Pastor Carmine. Hi, Pastor... Hey, Ashuk. Pastor, how's how it going? It's going great. Good you know, something always in, I mean, you know, we are told, you're talking about, you know, that that meeting with the Jewish people and the meeting with the with Jesus and all that conversation that went on. Why is it that the Jews have not accepted the fact that Christ has come already? He has come, paid the price for our sins, and has left already. We as Christians, we are awaiting the second coming. And the Jewish people are still awaiting the first coming. Why have they not accepted the fact that Jesus is the Messiah? He was the Messiah that came. He was the Messiah that, that did what he was sent to do, and he left already. Why did they not accept that fact? So you're, you're asking us, why does is, uh, Judaism, established Judaism and the leadership, reject Jesus Christ as their Messiah? Is yeah. that That's your question? Yeah. Okay. Do you know? Do you have an answer? No, I, I, oh, yeah. that's my <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was just wondering if you had a... Because... Um, no, I can I can ask a question and answer, Pastor. Be, uh, it, it would not be... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a number of answers to that, but one of the answers that comes to my mind is... They were looking for a political Messiah, and they were so pigeonholed to that thought that the Messiah had to come to deliver them politically from Rome 
that they couldn't see that they needed a Messiah who would deliver them from sin's domination. And so so that's one reason. And then establish Judaism, and we're going to even see this in this chapter when they they call him, he has a, they, they say that Jesus has a devil that established Judaism in the days of Christ, rejected Christ. Mm-hmm. So there was a judicial blindness, mm-hmm. and that's probably another major reason. Mm-hmm. God has judicially blinded Israel from seeing Jesus as the Messiah, and their father was was the devil. And so... And they they accused Jesus of being demon-possessed. So the leadership from this point rejected Christ and, of course, had him crucified. And so that was the established view of of the religious Jewish leaders of Jesus, that he was a counterfeit. And that still is their view Mm -hmm. of the established Jewish leaders in the... the, the, um, the, the temples and, and the synagogues around the world. Yeah, Romans 9, 10, and 11 are some really good chapters that give some insight into this. Uh, Romans nine thirty three, As it is written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling block, a rock of offense, and whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So Jesus was a stumbling block to these people. They were so caught up in the law, and they were so focused on not only the law that God gave them, but the human law, all the extra laws that they added, that they were completely unwilling to say, that they could be saved by faith. They had to be saved by those works. And then uh, chapter 11, verse 10, Romans 11:10 says, let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back away. So when they rejected him, it was like there was a temporary blindness, as you said, Pastor, who then came, who came over the uh, religious people. And, and as well, Ashok, I'm going to read here from Luke chapter 24, but the, the blindness was in the apostles. Remember when Jesus announced to the disciples yeah. he was going to die? Peter said, no. Mm. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. So he was, that was a statement that came from the, from the, the devil himself. And, and, so, and, and so the Jewish people did not understand how Messiah had to come. To, to suffer on the cross mm. for sin. And that's when Jesus said, even to the two, remember the two on the Emmaus Road, uh-huh. they were, they were yeah. given up because Jesus had not come to deliver them from Roman domination. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, oh, fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. That's why the Jewish people don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe all that the prophets have spoken. And that's why Jesus said, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. And, and so we reach out to dear Jewish people tonight yes. to come to Jesus mm. and know that he is the Messiah. He came once to die on the cross. And he's coming again for that. He will rule and reign as a political ruler and leader when he comes again. Okay? Ashok, thank you. Okay, Pastor. Thank you. I hope that answered your question. Okay. So here we go. Pastor Carmine, let's continue to forge ahead here in John chapter 8. And we see how Jesus not only is the heavenly life, he is the one who gives eternal life. He says, except you believe that I am, you shall die in your sins. He is life. But now we see in John chapter 8 and verse 28 and following here in John chapter 8 that Jesus is the obedient lamb and the reason I say that is in verse 28 he said when you have lifted up the son of man then shall you know that I am lifted up so what does this mean when he tells the Jewish people that he will be lifted up what does this reveal of Christ well this is another reference Jesus makes to John 3. Absolutely. Uh, first it was 13, and now it's 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Jesus here is predicting his death, his own death on the cross, and how he will be the perfect sacrifice that will cleanse 
all of humanity's mm. sins. Um, and in this passage, Jesus is really exposing their evil and murderous heart. Uh, as he says several times, ye seek to kill me. Mm-hmm. Ye seek to kill me. And you know, what's funny is in verse 25, they're still asking, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, in John 5, Jesus said, you know, God was, God was his father making himself equal with God. And what does the Bible say? They sought to kill him then. Uh, even the big announcement, John chapter 1. Um, John the Baptist announces that, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. So it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. They don't know who he is, yeah. but they want to kill him. <laughs> He's, yeah. You know, they don't believe what he says about himself mm-hmm. and who he is. And all of the, and I was thinking when Ashuk was, was talking, I was thinking of, and when you were talking, I was thinking of Isaiah 9-6, how they didn't even know their own scripture mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. the address of the Messiah. So unto us a son, a, a child is born and a son is given. Yeah. 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 Um, so there, there was, they could not, they didn't even know who he was and they could not even relate to him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Micah? Yeah, I just think that word, the Greek word translated lifted up, it's a really yeah. interesting duality here because yeah. on the one hand, okay, in, to, yeah. in yeah. John, as Carmine is talking about, it's lifted up and it's referencing the crucifixion. In many other verses, it's talking about exalted. So yeah. there's this real duality. It's like, which is it? Is it, you know, yeah. bringing you down to your death or is it exalting you high into the heavens? And the truth of the matter is it's both. both. It's both. So, Pastor, I stole your thunder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So his detractors, you know, they're trying to bring Jesus down to silence him forever by killing him. But Jesus knows that they're actually yeah. playing their roles in lifting him up because the duality is both in the crucifixion, it, it is the exaltation. Isn't that amazing that being lifted up here does speak of the cross? Just as that serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, mm-hmm. and when people looked at that serpent, they were healed. Look, as the, as the songwriter says, look and live, my mm-hmm. brother, live, look and live. Mm-hmm. Look to Jesus now and live. So it's, a, it's definitely speaking of him in John chapter 8, when he says, if I be lifted up, then shall you know that I am. So that when he dies on the cross and suffers the extreme shame, the, the incredible ignominy and hatred mm-hmm. of the world beyond our ability to even put into words. When he suffers this deep hatred and shame of the world, it will actually exalt him. Hmm. Because no man ever humbled himself so hmm. much as Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So as you so said, that duality. So that even though the greatest shame... In, and Jesus says, or the, what did the writer of Hebrews says? He despised the shame. Mm. But yet, it was that shame that led to his exaltation. Mm-hmm. And at that, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And again, I say, in John chapter 8, in this passage, when he says, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am. That definitely also connects, not, not just to John 3.14, but to John 12.32, in John 12:32, Jesus said, "There, if I and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to me." And that's why we're talking about him still. Yeah. That's why he has had the most and greatest power and influence on the human race of any man who's ever come into this world. Mm-hmm. Is because 
of his humility, and he's the greatest of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's the obedient lamb, dear friends. He's the one who was lifted up for us to die. So in this passage, as he's talking, Micah, some believe on him. Yeah. In John chapter 8, it says, as he was speaking these words, some were, some were believing in him. So what is the counsel Jesus gives to those who believe on him? And what is our response to his teaching in, let's say, verses 30 to 36 of John chapter 8? Mm-hmm. Well, one might miss it as they're reading through, you know, the first time they're focused so much on the Pharisees. But it's important to remember that because Jesus was speaking to a sizable crowd, he was simultaneously talking to separate groups of people. So there was his adversaries and to them, his statements were condemnation. But to the curious onlookers within the crowd, his statements were a call to follow him. And then to those who already believed, his statements were an encouragement to abide in him. And that last group, those who already believed, includes us. And Jesus said to them and to us, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So how do we respond to Jesus' teaching and abide in his words? Well, there's many ways that we can do it. And I'll just give one example. So we got a call this week from a man named Pablo in the Bronx. Shout out to Pablo. And he told our call screener that he's a regular listener. He loves our program. And he said that he even takes notes. And that was such an encouragement to me and to us because the whole reason we do this program is to pull proclaim the words of Christ. And, you know, taking notes when you're reading the Bible or listening to a sermon or even hearing a radio program is one way to abide in Jesus's words and become a disciple of Christ. So there's many ways to do it. That's just one. Yeah. And as well, in this passage of scripture, it says, as he spoke these words, verse 30, many believed on him. Why did they believe on him? Because they knew they were enslaved to sin and they needed to be set free. Yeah. So Jesus says to them on that, on that ground, if continue in my word and live, live out being a disciple indeed. And as you know this truth, the truth will make you free. And, of course, the Jewish people were in total denial. They're like, what do you yeah. mean, slave? We're not slaves. <laughs> anyway. We've never been enslaved. Yeah. Now, that's denial, right? They yeah. were enslaved in Egypt physically. But Jesus says there's a bigger slave. You're enslaved to, to your father, your spiritual father, the devil, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And so th- they were in denial to their slavery of yeah. sin. yeah. There's Jesus' words, they were very convicting, but then there's different responses to that conviction. There's the gnashing of teeth, which we see, or the people who were convicted to actually repent. And, and, and the bottom line, dear friend, I, and as far as how do we relate these words, as Jesus is speaking, that he is the one, he's the lamb, obedient to his Father, who always does those, those things that please him, lifted up to die for us on the cross, and we need to abide in his words, and we need to follow uh, Jesus Christ with all of our hearts, and we need to live out our freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have to realize that just because we've been saved from sin doesn't mean that we we can't fall into sin and then allow sin to have some level of power over us. Mm -hmm. So we have to live out our freedom in Christ. What did Paul say in Galatians chapter five? He says, live out that freedom and and don't be don't be entangled again in the in the yoke of bondage. Mm -hmm. And Romans chapter six really talks a lot about this slavery to sin and our deliverance from the slavery of sin. And I just like to read in Romans chapter six. In verse 16 and 17, where he says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. 
And that's what it really takes to be saved, is to say, somebody has to say, you know what? I'm a slave to sin, and I'm tired of it. Mm. I'm worn out Mm -hmm. by being enslaved to sin, and I cannot overcome this myself. Mm -hmm. I need Jesus. Jesus can deliver me. Yes, he can, dear friends. Mm -hmm. He is your deliverer. says, God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered delivered you. And then he says, being then made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. So I think that's what Jesus is saying Mm -hmm. to the disciples here in John chapter 8, is that live out being a servant of righteousness, because sin is a horrible master. Yeah. And it's horrible to be enslaved. And people are enslaved to their hatred, to their bitterness, to their alcohol, to their drugs, and and to, to their sex, to their internet. They're They're enslaved today. Dear friend, are you enslaved to sin? Call upon Jesus. Give us a call at 929-333-3739. I believe there's people in deep bondage tonight. Mm-hmm. They yeah, need to call us. If you're feeling that conviction that the followers of Jesus felt when he was speaking, give us a call. You know, we can pray with you. We can talk through it with you. We have wonderful call screeners who are ready to take your call. Yeah, at 929 and if by chance you're listening on a Wednesday night, because some of our listeners do listen on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and they can also call in, mm-hmm. because we do have call screeners on Sunday night. We're here live right now. But on Wednesday, we also have call screeners to take your call again at 929-333-3739. Jesus said, what powerful words, ye shall know the truth. And he is the truth, right? Mm -hmm. And the truth shall make you free. And he said again in verse 36, if the son, so he, right there he says he's the truth. Mm -hmm. If the son therefore shall make you free, because he's the truth, you shall be free indeed. Let Jesus Christ free you tonight, dear friend, at 929-333-3739. Give us a call. We want to hear from you right now. So we're talking tonight in John chapter 8, the great I am statements of Jesus. He is the world's light. I am the light of the world. He is heavenly life, except you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. He's the obedient lamb. He's the one who would be lifted up to die. And now we see he's the sovereign Lord. So Pastor Carmine, there's a real back and forth going on between Jesus and the Jewish leaders who were Abraham's seed, but they weren't Abraham's children spiritually. They were naturally the children of Abraham, but not the spiritual children. Their father was the devil. So how do these people, how do the Jewish people in this chapter show deep hostility to Jesus in this passage? Well, I think it's evident, Pastor and Micah, that um, they mock him. Yeah. They severely mock him and they attack his credi- credibility um, on his claim on who he was, the Lamb mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. that takes away the sins of the world. And the real blow, I think, is in 41, in verse 41, where it says, <clears throat> Jesus says, you do, the, you do the deeds of your father. And before Jesus can even finish his thought, uh, yeah. they mm-hmm. say to him, we be not born of fornication, implying as you were Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like that, that's what I call like letting the cat out of the yeah, bag. Yeah, you know, it's like they were holding that like kind of a bullet to just like to try to destroy his character, yeah. and they just shot it at him. You know, yeah. and then and then he said, then they say, "We have one Father, even God. Do you know who your Father is?" Implying. Mm-hmm. So you know, and then they 
say he's a Samaritan and then that he has a devil. So these are serious insults and serious accusations uh, that they are claiming against the Messiah. Does, do, is it easy to trigger you? Is it easy to trigger me or you, Michael? <laughs> you know, do you ever get triggered? <laughs> Never. Can somebody just like say something and it yeah. just like sets you off? Mm -hmm. I mean, if there's ever a statement that would have triggered Jesus mm -hmm. to an angry response, which yeah. is what they were trying to do, it mm -hmm. would be such a statement like yeah. that. But he's not. Yeah. Well, misinformation and disinformation is nothing new, Pastor. The religious authorities, they were spreading fake news about Jesus yeah. behind his back and then here even to his face. And can you imagine seeing the wonderful work of Jesus and attributing it to the work of the devil? It takes a certain level of spiritual blindness. And Pastor Carmen, you actually dealt with this last week in your message in our church when you talked about blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, where they were attributing the works of Christ to to the devil. And in Mark chapter three, it, and that that really becomes the party line mm -hmm. of the Jewish leaders that Jesus did his works in John chapter uh, Mark chapter three and verse number twenty two, when the scribes which came down from Jerusalem, said, He hath Beelzebub, and by the prince of devils cast he out devils. Hmm. And that was the leadership line yeah. throughout the earthly ministry. That's what he had to deal with. Mm -hmm. yeah. That the leaders continually accused him yeah. of being demon-possessed. That was a narrative. That was a narrative that, that they were right, That's the narrative. Yeah. And, you know, the enemy always tries to create a narrative. Yeah. And that was the narrative that they tried to create about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So he fights back against it. Yeah. You know? G going back to to um, them claiming that he was born out of fornication, even his mother in John chapter 2, when he went, when they went to the, to the marriage okay. and there was no wine. Mm -hmm. And Mary saw that as an opportunity. Jesus, th this, this is it. Mm. You know, th this is not yeah. our opportunity to... Yeah. to you know, show. free us from this, um, uh, you know, this stigma on mm. our name. Mm. Mm. And what does Jesus say? Um, you know, my hour is not yet come. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So, Mike, as, as we move ahead here, so as Jesus continues this conversation and he theologically, if you will, he's debating with them. He is debating with them because yeah. they're accusing him of de being demon-possessed. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is debating and says, no, I'm not. You are. <laughs> not, he, not that they're demon-possessed, they're, but they're following the devil who is their real father. Mm -hmm. And so there's really a back and forth. And then they say, no, you have a, you're, you're a Samaritan, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you have a devil. And so then what does Jesus then mean when he says, and that you talk about triggered, Jesus really triggers them. Mm -hmm. Doesn't he in verse yeah. 56 when he said, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Yeah. And so what was the response to that? Well, yeah, as Jesus's adversaries, they're boasting about their credentials. They're saying that they're the children of Abraham. So Jesus throws them this real curveball and says, you know, your father Abraham, who you keep talking about, well, he rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. In other words, Jesus proclaimed that Abraham joyfully looked forward to his coming in some sense, and he saw it. So how did he see it? Well, scholars have a few ideas. Some say God revealed it in a vision, Christ coming in some sort of supernatural vision. Do you think uh, so? I mean, I've, I've heard, 
and I'm not sure if this is true. I mean, because yeah. I don't know. I wasn't there. But some say that some scholars, like you say, say that when he went into that deep sleep mm. and the horror of great darkness, okay. uh-huh. that God gave him a vision of the time that Messiah would come. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not certain of that, but it could... Yeah, I think um, there's this, some other things that people think. They feel like maybe when he had the encounter with the angel of the Lord in Genesis 18, that's what's referenced, or his encounter with Melchizedek, the king of Salem, yeah. or maybe when he was on Mount Moriah and binding Isaac. And I tend to think it's a combination of all those things. I do mm-hmm. think that Abraham was such a man of faith. He had that relationship with God, and he knew almost the type that he was playing out. So I couldn't tell you if he actually had a vision of Christ coming, but I think that throughout his life he just kept representing these types that were to come, and I do think that God let him know that that's what he was doing, this pattern. And maybe at the end of Abraham's life, he was able to put everything together Mm. with Melchizedek, with the meeting with the angel of the Lord, with what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah, with the provision of a lamb on Mount Moriah, and see Christ in all of that. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And I do believe Abraham rejoiced. For example, when God provided a lamb to sacrifice in the place of his son Isaac, and Abraham knew that there would be a lamb to take away the sins of the world. So as we conclude the program this evening, and the Jews continued arguing and taunting, and then Jesus comes out with this great statement, before Abraham was, I am. What is the implication, and Pastor Carmel will start it off with you, what is the implication of this statement when he just says, I am. I'll start with an illustration. If I said the statement, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, Hmm. who do we attribute that to? Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. I mean, that phrase, that statement has been with American culture and history for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening here. Okay, yeah. Exodus, that's, a good, that's a good illustration. Exodus yeah. three thirteen, And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, that The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? Mm-hmm. What shall I say unto them? God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Mm-hmm. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus say... Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, Jacob, had sent me unto you. This is my name forever. Mm-hmm. And here Jesus is using the same name. And the Jews knew exactly what Jesus was claiming. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. My- yeah, Abraham, you know, he's featured pretty prominently in this passage. And it's not all that surprising because Jesus' connection to Abraham was kind of his calling card in the eyes of these first century Jews. You know, the collective memory of the Jewish people beheld this man called by God who once looked up toward the heavens and counted the stars. But Jesus wasn't just one of the many millions of Abraham's descendants. He was saying that he was the promised seed. And even Matthew 1.1 starts, the whole New Testament starts, the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And that reminds me of Revelation 20. 216. I am the root of the offspring of David. I am the bright and morning star. So once again, we see this reference to his genealogy, his ancestor, King David, and we see the stars of the heavens. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Carmine, for being here tonight. Micah, thank you for jumping off a plane from Hawaii and being sleep deprived to be here <laughs> this evening. See, look at this, dear friends. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. 
That should lead us to worship him. But the Jewish people took up stones to cast at him. Mm. Let us worship him tonight. Let us rejoice that he came. And dear friends, we invite you to Heritage Baptist Church next Sunday, Christmas Day, next Sunday. Come on out, be with us at 490 Hudson Street at 11 a.m. for our service. We're going to rejoice in the Lord, our great I am. tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website, hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.